Hello, and may the fourth be with you all. Revenge of the fifth, Kofi. Revenge of the fifth. Oh, <laughs> time date. You know, I'm just wow. trying to do my intro here, but that's okay. You don't even know that's Kofi's yeah. just regular Wednesday look before you even get lunch. <laughs> Welcome to Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today, I got an all star squad. I have Matthew Aguilar. What up? Janelle Wheeler. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and on loan from our other podcast, Phase Zero, we have producer Jim Viscardi's back with us for the first time Ooh, in a long what's time. What's up? I've yes. missed all of you so much. Aww. Oh, we missed you back. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. And hot hands, Viscardi coming in early when I'm trying to do my intro here, but uh, we love having you back, buddy. So it's good to have you back. Hello, everyone. Today you we brought have this a- upon yourself, Kofi. I'm I sorry. know. I always know. <laughs> Uh, I have special things for when I invite you or Charlie or BD. I have, you know, we, we have protocols just like COVID. But anyway, <laughs> moving right along today, we got a lot of great geek-tastic stuff to talk about. So we're going to get into all, we're going to be talking about that new Marvel Phase 4 sizzle reel trailer, Star Wars The Bad Batch. We're going to talk about the end of Amazon's Invincible Season 1, but not the end of the show. And two comics I'm actually excited to talk about today, Heroes Reborn for Marvel and the unexpected Dark Horse thing I would be excited to talk about, uh, DC's Batman Fortnite. So we're going to get into all of that. But first, we have breaking news. Even as we're just sitting here, we were going to get into Marvel stuff, of course, first. And we have some Marvel breaking news right now. If you guys were just tuning in for the beginning of this podcast, it just dropped that Loki will be releasing on Disney Plus earlier than expected so it's not a delay of like our usual delays that we've all kind of become traumatized to over the last year. <laughs> this is coming early, but don't get too excited. Why shouldn't they get too excited, Jim? Because it's Loki. So- wow. Wow. How dare you? Okay. No, Matt. That's how we watch. <laughs> this is how we're starting. Okay. You watch, you watch your mouth. Okay. Uh, no, it's, it's just, it's two days earlier. It's going to be Wednesday. When's their tagline for this is Wednesday is the new Friday. Um, it, which brings up a, a number of different things right so I, I'm, I'm curious to get the the, the yes number one the group for this podcast yeah we're we're, we're reacting because <laughs> because we're genuinely hearing this news for the first time and reacting to it uh and and all that are you gonna want to stay up all night on a tuesday to to watch loki first thing uh, i stay up all night on a thursday no, i, uh, I the, but like but you know going into friday like it's friday it's different you know whatever yes i'm middle, more tired <laughs> I'm different. i don't stay up for any of it the so middle of the week I just the watch middle it when of the week up. feels like a uh a tougher for people and now you know i think the question then becomes it it was easier on friday because you knew basically by saturday like we can go kind of like full in spoiler territory just as far as coverage goes or even just like social etiquette online. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have to wait longer now? No, because it's coming out on a Wednesday. No, we don't. Yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> waiting. Not Wednesday like, morning. No, I mean, this is the only person I was about to say when you were done, like the, this diatribe, like the only people this is going to be a problem for are those people saying, I haven't watched it yet. Spoilers. I still want to be on social media. Like, if that's they're a saving lot of, it for their weekend, people who who may not be able to see it, and yet on... we still get these trending topics every week. 
Yeah. I just think that instead of coming out with a different day, they should have come out with a different time. Like launch well, at 7 p.m. Central. And that or- was going to be my thing. Could this be Disney slowly creeping back to appointment primetime viewing just on streaming? They need to. Because I mean, it's ridiculous that we yeah. have to stay up that late at night. I mean, people right. have kids, like people have jobs. Like it's it's kind of, I don't know. I think it's kind of rude to the fans. No, this, Wait, to me, this applies to you personally. <laughs> I, I feel like that. it does. I feel like it this applies to me specifically. I like to Just sleep at night. Is with you, and you make your own hours. This is. I appreciate <laughs> you sticking up for those people, but that applies to nothing, nothing to you personally. I want nothing more. I want nothing more than to experience oh, the bandwagon I jumped on during the final season of Game of Thrones, where everyone was watching it on the yeah. uh, at the same time, enjoying Agreed. it. You know, on social, like it was like a movie theater experience, but but like on you know on social or whatever like that yeah. was that was a lot of fun and that's and that's what we need now flip side of this is probably they're probably avoiding they probably want to avoid uh running into black widow which is still going to come out on a friday mm-hmm. and i would imagine again speculation here but like i guess if friday if wednesday is the new friday for marvel i would assume that means star wars gets friday because right like i, I can't imagine uh. disney wants because we're going to come to a point yeah. where that stuff's going to start overlapping. Yeah. And so you're not going to want a Star Wars show and a Marvel show on the same day. You're just, That's it's just going to be into that they're putting Star Wars on the Friday. I think the Black Widow point, though, is more, is, is more closer to what the reasoning is because just because, like, once we're, we're getting to the point now where things are going to start rolling into theaters. And while it might not be as yep. big of crowds as normal, there is going to be some of that returning, right? So Friday yeah. is going to eventually become the box office domain again, like it was. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's actually kind of smart to get ahead of that and mm-hmm. stake out a different day, experiment a little bit, gives you some time to figure out if that's works. I don't see why it see wouldn't. If you can help lead into theaters and things like that. And right. I'm sure we'll get promotional. Don't you be know. surprised that week when there's like at the end of Loki, there's a special Black Widow tag or something like that yeah. at the end of. So. I love that. My Wednesday yeah. is already crazy just because yeah, it's economic here. day. So it doesn't really bother me. It's fine. It just adds another thing to the pile. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we uh, thank I you would, for your work. I would, I would love it. I would, but like, uh, you know, I would love it if now that it's on Wednesdays, Marvel and Disney found some way to like, I don't know, plug comics, uh, you know, <laughs> at the end of the shows, maybe. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. hey, you enjoyed this? Go <laughs> yeah. read you this. You should read this. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday's new comic. Like, like look, it's in the app. It's nuts. It's like, I like, I like the idea that this is, this is something, um, uh, you know, it's that like, it makes it makes new comic book day, you know, feel a little bit more special. You're getting, yeah. you know, something more or something multimedia Marvel related on that day. But uh, but give me the get, come on, Marvel. Give me that 8 p.m. Yeah. Start time. I'm with you 100 percent. Yeah. No, I've been saying All that right. from the beginning. <laughs> you like staying up, Kofi? Really? Oh, I, mean, I love I love starting my work day at 2 a.m. What are you talking about? <laughs> This is for CBS, for CBS, I, I, I love doing all these things. Yes. Um, but all right, that's Loki. It's coming early. We're going to see. I mean, this is going to be Yay. an interesting experiment. I mean, to, to just be serious for a second, like this is going to be interesting to see what happens. And if Jim is right, like if we start to kind of slow roll into a primetime viewing block where we're getting everybody in on this, like it's, you know, we're, it's going to be interesting to say. So yeah. we're going to keep an eye on that and uh, tell you about it. But we got a lot more Marvel stuff to cover. So we got... Yeah. Our first Marvel is announcing its return to theaters with this MCU Phase 4 film. They call it Sizzle Reel. I'm just saying MCU Phase 4 trailer because it's sexier um, that they kind of rolled out. And it gave us kind of 
more extensive looks at Black Widow and uh, Song-Chi. I feel like we've maybe seen all of Black Widow by this point. <laughs> um, like, sure as hell feels like it. I yeah, mean, it I feel like unless they release the bloopers in theaters, that's going to be the only new thing. <laughs> what else is there for me to see? I mean, look, okay, like, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's fun to you know, fun to joke. But I mean, look, there's there's still that's there's a joke. story to be there's a story to be told there, uh, and like you know, obviously, what? look, what they haven't there? Sh- they haven't shown us the mid credit scene, Matt. So that's the whole reason to go see the movie anyway. Oh. We got so far. I think we have three fights with Taskmaster, a chase scene with Elena. We got to get Captain or Red Guardian out. My eyes can't. Yeah, yeah. there's a prison exactly. sequence, the aerial sequence. Uh, I think that's pretty yeah, much it. I think we're good. There's a lot. Yeah, I think we're good. But um, yeah, we saw some more of Song Chi, which actually I liked what I saw in this sizzle reel. Like I know it was just brief, but it, it was just it was because it was more action. I think when we talked about the trailer, we were all kind of like it was good, but we want to see more of the action, and it was kind of light on that. So some of that still looked really exciting. Um, and we got our first look at Eternals, Jim. That's it's good you're here. Uh, Jim, what's going on with this movie, man? <laughs> how scared? How scared should we be about Eternals? Like even when they're in the sizzle reel now, they're just like, here's two clips: Angelina with Jolie with a sword, and them gathering for their Avengers shot. Like, here's, here's barely. I mean, here's the here's the thing though, right? Like we like we just kind of talked about. Uh, them, you know, moving Loki off of Fridays because of, of overlapping stuff, right? And like, we're, we're about to enter two. I, I, who knows what they're going to do for Black Widow again? But like, we're about to enter two pretty heavy promotional periods: one for Loki, one for Black Widow. And so, like, why add Eternals into that mix? It's just going to like totally get lost. Let's let's get to Loki, and then uh, and then you know we have plenty of time for Eternals. Like, and so oh, you know, look, so this is this is expert marketing strategy i see yeah i mean look i get it right like they're like we know this movie has been done for a really long time and there are a lot of people including myself who want to see this trailer uh who want to start getting excited for eternals but there is a lot there are a lot of other things that marvel has coming up sooner that they need us to be excited for and better so things right. they're just got other also in def- okay in defense because i'm not i i have said on the show i'm not the biggest i don't dislike eternals i just i'm not a I'm not a, as big a fan as Jim, right? So I just don't have even a preference <laughs> to Eternals. Yeah. I don't even have an opinion to form, yeah. really. What I will say, though, is if there is a movie, unlike Black Widow, and right. like even before Wonder Woman 1984, the rollout hadn't started yet. Nope. So like those movies, the rollout had already started. We were seeing merchant stores and all this. And then the pandemic really hit full swing. And also they delayed their decisions that they should have made in the first place. But I digress. Then so that was why the delays have hurt that movie, and we we've seen so much of it already. Eternals, is this the first three clips? Right? Is this the first three? This looks? is the first. This is the this first, is the first thing of anything. Yeah, we've we have seen. seen. Right. We yeah. we got. I mean, we've obviously, seen set you know, photos, we've, but like other we than set that, photos we got. We got. Well, we've we've seen the toys, right? Because yeah. unfortunately, that train left the station before yeah. they could stop it. Um, and and that and like and that's and that's really it. Um, and you know, like the shots were fine. Um, yeah, but I don't but think like, it hurts. I think this is actually to your point. There are pretty sunsets. They can push. <laughs> it doesn't hurt Eternals one way or the other if they move it around if they if they kind of push it off to start focusing on some of the other things because again we know so little about it there is like such little out there even the the general public knows nothing right right so like i don't think it hurts it at all in fact it might the long play might actually work in its favor for people like me to get them a little 
it's some of that mystery yeah. that mystery when it's, and when it's the only marvel thing to look forward to and get excited about that's <laughs> it's going to work in their favor so i don't yeah i don't think it's bad right now yeah. i mean i'm excited about it I, I you know not having a lot of background in the eternals and knowing much about it i mean just seeing angelina jolie with that Doctor Strange looking sword was no awesome. one knew no one knew who the Guardians were, and it's yeah. Marvel's biggest franchise, one of Marvel's biggest franchises. So yeah, I'm excited. You really thinking that Eternals is going to come out with a trailer with a personality and let and me like wow let factors me, of the galaxy? Yeah. Let me let, let, let me have hope, Kofi. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I mean, it looks. I mean, they're pretty sunsets for sure. What? Like, yeah, Kevin Feige wasn't wrong I about know, that. Uh, Angelina Jolie looked cool in that one shot. <laughs> she, she said she did. So, so just to be fair, we know there's a trailer that exists. It's coming probably pretty soon. Yes. I would, you know, a lot of people speculate mid-May, and I and I would say that's probably pretty correct for the first teaser we'll get. Because yep. uh, Song Chi was, you know, it comes out in September. We got it mid-April. Uh, Eternals comes out in early November. That's, or I think still early November, right? So that's, yeah, mid-May would be a good time for that first teaser. And I'd expect probably the full trailer after Black Widow or attached to Black Widow or something like that. Um, but even Angelina Jolie, who's kind of let it drop that she's seen the trailer. It's just yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I just always am holding like a sword and doing these poses. That's just me in movies. And it's just like, I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> But it was a cool sword. So we're going to see like what's going on. Uh, I mean, I, I have been fair in some of the articles we've written that there's probably there's like Captain Marvel, which we're going to get to soon. The, the first film, there are probably things they can't show you right now because they want to maintain surprise. There's the whole Thanos connection to Eternals and all that stuff. Right. So there could be a lot of interesting stuff in this movie that they some just of the don't want to. celestial wanna, stuff yeah. that, needs to sh- that needs to shock and awe, essentially. Yeah. So if you see too much of that ahead of it, that trailer, I feel like, yeah, it's going to rob it of some of that impact. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, to just so the caveat here is there could be a lot in Eternals that they don't want to spoil. I mean, there's a lot of historical stuff that could be really cool and surprising. So it's going to be interesting to see how they market this film. So that was Eternals. Uh, we ragged on that for a minute. Um, <laughs> we got titles for two films that were highly anticipated, Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2 is called Wakanda Forever, which, you know, Great title. Is a great yeah. title and is just a fitting tribute to to both the franchise and its continuing legacy after the loss of Chadwick Boseman. You know, I think I heard that and, you know, I got a swell of just like pride and, you know, cheer from that. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's good because, I mean, it implies that even without him, we're going to keep keep this thing alive and keep it going. Yeah. Matt, when you tell us what the title of Captain Marvel 2 is. You got me. COVID got me so spicy before the show even started. This was great. Jim had, Jim had to send me a cease and desist letter on the with, side. With the layout because I was like livid. I was like so mad. All right. So, of course, <laughs> it, is the, it is the Marvels and the S at the end, of course, is the Marvel symbol that we saw for those who uh, have been hanging around comicbook.com. You've likely seen the Miss Marvel costume for the first time, which looks dope. It looks so good. So good. Uh, and, of course, we know that Teona Paris is uh, Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel are going to be in Captain Marvel 2, now called the Marvel. So the Marvels makes total sense and all of those converge. Kofi said <laughs> <laughs> that she cannot, that Captain Marvel, the title indicates that she cannot hold her own movie. Nay, nay, sir. He wrote that is, in the show notes she that we is all no shared. Hey guys, the show notes are Matt private. Captain Marvel in the show notes. Unlike Spider-Man. It was great. I even called like, it out on Twitter. All right, I called it out on Twitter. I was like, here's the, no, no, no. Unlike Spider-Man, 
Okay. Unlike Spider-Man, she is the backbone of all the other characters coming into her movie. Whereas Spider-Man, it's really his amazing friends. And oh, hey, they forgot <laughs> to invite Spider to his own damn movie. That's the difference. These, all, these don't exist without Carol. Everybody here's, else existed without Peter. Here's the here's the Marvel that everyone's leaving out that like <laughs> it may be the biggest surprise of them all. The blue Marvel is probably I would imagine no, is going to show up and is going to show up. I saw that. Blue Marvel will be here with Mephisto. Yeah, will be here with Mephisto. Was that Listen, you, all I pointed out is all right you, when you the blue have... Marvel shows up. Let's show, we'll just save the cake, <laughs> save the clip, and then it's going to be a big all. I told you so. If you know what, okay. I will. I, I don't know. We, we we don't. I don't think we've ever bet. I think the only bet we've had was like a Charlie <laughs> bet so long. We've ago. had like fifty bets when we were in the office. You guys uh, I not. didn't have a bet. Oh, God, I, I miss the office. I, I don't bet things ever. <laughs> it'll be it'll be it'll be very interesting. Like, like it'll it'll be interesting to see how this all this all like ties together, right? Like we obviously it's gonna there's gonna have to be some tie to secret invasion because i think the uh you know just everything that has been the pieces that have been dropped leading up to this point is going to have us something you know something there and so like is you know and then everyone like you know when when we got monica rambo in her photon gear right like everyone is clamoring for uh an ultimate you know style adventure kind of thing uh you know so is that something you know we can see uh potentially coming up and then you know if that's the case then yeah blue marvel fits right in uh but uh i don't know i think that's very reddit theory spinning out of control wow. I, it makes sense okay the reason why these two characters joining the movie makes sense is because they're all actually connected by sure. by story, like the the reasons Miss Marvel exists, she looks up to Carol. Right, Monica Rambo has a personal connection to Carol. Like those circles, like I don't want them to start just throwing stuff in. I don't need the kitchen sink in this movie. I want you to focus on the relationships mm-hmm. that exist we, and are the reason. I don't need all that. We, other but stuff. can we agree? But can we agree that the name is not that great? I mean, it's it's a great. I disagree. I think it's great. If you have a problematic lead that was controversial, what do oh, you, you do? Mean one who stands up for things uh, that you stupid just, people you, don't like. Yes, you <laughs> you basically <laughs> just you enhance it. You add more people, and then you go on the strongest thing in the franchise, the word Marvel, and you make it plural. And there it is. It's like the most well, Marvel-y Marvel thing you can Marvel. Yeah, I, you know. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I, I asked I ask a question mainly because, right? Like, look, there's. I'm just be, kidding. I I was I here. Just go back and re- listen to the tapes, guys. I def- I was a. Def- on the side of defending Captain Marvel, and even before he came out, and Brie Larson. I'm not insulting everybody. I'm just yeah. It was me and Brandon. Jokes. It was yeah, really it was me for sure. <laughs> yeah. But my, um, my, my only I, concern I for the name. My only concern for the name is it feels a little too nondescript. Like I get why it's the name. Yeah, right? it, like, it, people are you have the Incredibles movie. Yeah, and so and so like that's you know, and so so and I, and again, like I know you know initially there were rumors that uh, you know Captain Marvel two was going to uh, you know be subtitled secret invasion or have something um something along those lines and so i like i I don't know what subtitle i would have been happy with this title just feels um well evidently blue marvel i feel like it feels powerful (laughs) that's who you really want in this movie i just i think like like and again this is probably more just because i'm I'm just a comic nerd right but like i remember you know like marvel having the you know the series right the marvel you know like the marvels or whatever and it was just more of a a look at um, you know, like the Marvel universe and and whatever, and so I just, I I don't know I just I, I always get a little itchy when 
like the name and the company are very close. All I ever say is I take people back to this because we started this trend in the 2000s of trying to come up and and I blame Nolan a lot for this, but like making up these clever titles that don't have to have like the hero's name in it. Mm, the Dark Knight. Um, But I always tell you guys the story of like being in an apartment at, at the time and, you know, my now wife living with this girl in us seeing a commercial like the day before the dark Knight came out and her seeing that commercial. Cause they were, you know, flooding the market with ads and seeing this ad for the dark Knight and her getting so mad and being like, I will never see that movie. They are totally copying off Batman <laughs> and being like, wow, <laughs> like this is not a good idea for these movie titles. Cause people, there is a range of person who just does not, it, it doesn't click. They don't get it. Um, and so like the Marvels, I just, whenever they take the main kind of branding thing away and they just replace it with like a different word, I, I worry about the, uh, uh, the deductively challenged segment of society. That's not going to put that together. And so I actually do worry about, you know, once again, Brie Larson and Cap and Carol Danvers getting, you know, overshadowed in her own film. The first film she had to kind of, they did this problematic thing with the memory stuff and how much Carol could be Carol and all that stuff. And this is just going to be like, Oh wait, this is a Carol Danvers movie. Like, you know, I, I mean, I just don't want to see the, that kind of stuff crop up. I think they deserve yeah. better, but uh, I think when people do begin to see the actual things they're bringing to the table, I mean, this is like a Charlie's angels of, of Captain Marvel and Marvel powered ladies. And so I think they're going to be, it's going to be kind of cool when you get the visuals. I think that will help sell it. Um, yeah. We got to take a quick break, but we are going to talk about some things in the Spider-Man universe real quick when we come back. Uh, we got to pay these bills, but yeah, we're going to talk. Some people in the comments were asking. We're going to talk about Andrew Garfield and we're going to talk about Venom right. 2 really quick. So when we come back, stay tuned for Spider-Man Talk. Okay, we are back, and uh, let's just pick up and say we're going to talk about. Yeah, it scares me when that comes back on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I didn't don't know, know everything's all quiet on our end until the <laughs> intro music comes back in and freaks us out every time. But um, but it does its job. Rich gets you ready. He gets you up in the seat. You're like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, let's just address what's going on in the Spider-Man universe real quick uh, before we move on. First of all, no, I don't believe Andrew Garfield. No, I don't believe he's just, yeah, he flat out denied being in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. No, I don't believe him. We Why? had Alex in the chat asking that. Do you yeah. believe that? He, I mean, he didn't flat out deny it. He said he didn't he, get the call. He, didn't, he is, said he didn't get the call. Maybe he got an email. Email, exactly. Like, Text. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but the larger... Okay. Maybe his agent got the call. But the larger comment, as the, as the person who transcribed that whole thing, <laughs> like yeah. he does go on to say, comparing it to like mafia or werewolf, where he's literally right. seeing people talking about that thing and going, it's not me. Like, I don't know. The other part was not convincing. That was like typical PR speak. But the other part, I don't know. I was kind of like, he still can find a way to worm out of it. If it's true. Listen, but like, I don't know. That part wasn't I as was just- phony to me. I was just going to say, I did the junket for both Amazing Spider-Mans, um, and I was lied to, straight face lied to multiple times. So, like, I don't believe anything any actor says about these things. Uh, and there's still a possibility, like, we've all been kind of, I've always been up in the air about the timing of all this. COVID provided some kind of cover for them to kind of do all this stuff. And so I've always wondered if this Spider-Man mania is part of like Doctor Strange or Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm still kind of the conspiracy theorist on that. So we're going to see because we've all been expecting the multiverse to be like all up in arms 
by now, but like <laughs> WandaVision told us that's not correct. Um, Which you guys saw that, that yeah. drop that like we were really supposed to have Dr. Strange and WandaVision and all those commercials were uh, supposed to be a message from him. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so bummed we didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I mean so far the only thing that is going to play in the multiverse for sure, there's Loki and Doctor Strange that we know for sure. So I'm not sure that all these other Spider-Man, it could be just a turn of phrase. Maybe you didn't get the call for that film. Maybe that's not where mm-hmm. that all that's going. So we'll see. I mean, you but no, I don't believe either it. way. No. We gotta stop pressuring it. these these people. No, I mean it doesn't happen. They just like they brought up werewolf. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> and Venom <laughs> 2. We still haven't gotten anything for Venom 2 yet. And a lot of fans were mad after this Marvel sizzle reel came out that we haven't seen one thing for yeah, Venom 2. Not one surprising. promo image. And it's up there with Eternals uh, of of getting kind of like, what's going on? When are we going to see something for this film? But yeah. we don't know. So there's that. All right. Moving right along from Marvel. Let's talk about Invincible real quick. Amazon's Invincible. We had Robert Kirkman on the show a couple episodes ago. If you guys haven't checked that out, go back a couple episodes and definitely check that out because he had interesting things to say about this animated series and the movie. And I think since then we know now that the animated series has been renewed for two more seasons. We're getting seasons two and three. And there's been an interesting conversation about Invincible. It's been kind of a slow burn climber, I feel like, in terms of kind of generating hype. And I've seen some unusually critical responses from people on like film Twitter and and geek Twitter, uh, basically saying, you know, oh, I just feel like this show's meandering. Like, where is it going? Well, it was hard to watch that finale episode and not feel like, wow. I I mean, this show, I feel like more so than any kind of big geek or superhero shows I've seen recently really stuck the landing in its finale episode. It wasn't the episode before the last episode that was the best. This finale episode was the best, and it really brought the emotional core of the series into focus. So we're going to talk spoilers about Invincible. Spoilers! 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 Spoilers about Invincible. If you haven't seen it, just come back in like three or four minutes. We'll be moved on to the Bad Batch. But um, yeah, we're going to talk Invincible spoilers. So, uh, yeah... Just kind of seeing Invincible Mark uh, go up against his father, Omni-Man, and just how, I mean, if you thought the premiere episode in its Red Wedding ending was bad, like, wow, this finale was, there. the amount of times, and I love this about the show, that it, it shows you, like, Mark trying to save somebody, and you're going to be like, oh, he's going to save that person, like, it's going to, you know, there's some hope here, and then that person gets like, horribly killed it crushes you literally yeah and you're like oh like everything you know about like superhero shows playing on those tropes like it really messes you up and yeah and we have a frozen oh we we got frozen i thought it was me i was like oh man (laughs) that's awesome yeah i love this is uh this is a live stream it's awesome no i think what he's getting to is basically that like look this is a show that is so visceral uh-huh. in, in in what it does and that like it will it, it but it, it like it creeps up on you right like because in the first in like the first two episodes like like, like I'll be the first to admit I wasn't like sold on the show until maybe I got um, yeah, that scene in bit, Chicago a bit and a half with you oh and, uh, yeah um yeah the, the first two episodes didn't necessarily sell me and then uh, and then I got. Uh, the, the third one, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm definitely in." Just when you just goes to show, like how uh, important building those I- interpersonal relationships are between like yeah. the cast, and to be able to do that for an animated show and do it so well that, like, when you get to the final episode and 
you know, they're showing flashbacks of, uh, you know, young invincible. I'm like, Whoa, come on, that, man. That uh, moment hit me like a freight train. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, it, that sh- this show got me episode one with the end of it. And I don't watch animated shows very much at all. Like, not my deal, but I, I I was hooked right away. And as like someone who has not read the comic books, I'm sure all of you have probably read these. I want to read them now. Like I'm like, I have to read these comic books. Um, and honestly, when you go back and you do some research into like, you know, YouTube, uh, what are the Easter eggs of these episodes? It's crazy. There are so many awesome tidbits uh, that I just like, I now want to rewatch the whole season and kind of pick up on all those little things. It's, it's really well done. Like, I just can't believe how much I like this animated show. And I'm really excited about season two for sure. Well, referring to what Kofi was saying, like, I don't, um, I don't know what show everyone else was watching midway to the later end of the season. <laughs> if, if they're saying like, oh, there wasn't, it was kind of meandering this and that. Like the, the whole point, the reason why the finale and even I would argue the second, the final episode hits like yeah. it does is because those relationships have been established. You, right. you can't get there without devoting some time to it. And while, you know, like their whole foray at, uh, to the college, Right on its like if you were just to read that in the script, you might go, well, that seems like it's really <laughs> diverting this yeah. like the attention where we did. But that is crucial because there's a lot of great stuff there that happens between all of Mark's friends and his girlfriend and all that stuff. And then, of course, with the mom and dad. So, like, yeah, all of that was important. And you don't get the impact of those final two episodes. So I don't really understand that criticism because a lot of well, that stuff I- was intentional and I thought did what it was supposed to do. I think I think the more meandering part of that conversation really comes down to that episode length. I think an hour is a little too long. There are definitely some scenes that feel like they they linger a bit more. And so I don't know if it was, you know, if they nipped a few things here and there and kept it to maybe 40 minutes. And I don't think I think half hour is definitely too short. Uh, But I think, you know, making it. 40 minutes, I think potentially serves the same purpose and I think helps streamline uh, the narrative a a little bit because the weird thing too, and you see it at the end of, uh, you know, that kind of sizzle reel for the, you know, seasons for season two, right? Like all the stuff that like they, that's to come basically, which is like one of those classic comic tropes is uh, like, there's a, a ton of dangling plot threads. Yeah. Like a lot. Part of me is like, what if they didn't renew the show? Right. Like it's yes. just all like they, well, it, then it's a teaser for all the comic books. You have, then you have to yeah. read them. Am I, yeah. right? I don't think back. any of that affects it in a negative. Like if this had been a one and done, I don't yeah. think any of those threads. Yeah. Are something back? You would really, they miss. did such a good job. Yes. You're back. Oh, yes, Kofi. Back. Welcome good. back. We're happy Please. to have you. Yeah. My entire house internet crash. Thank you for public of Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there were dangling threads. I think that montage was a thing where you could leave on that showed you that the world was just going to, you know, how things had developed Expand, because yeah. of, yeah. of what the. Also, quick shout out to that, that uh, Brett in the, in the comments, mm-hmm. that line was, oh, that was yeah. hurtful. Yes. <laughs> so also the moment where oh, uh, Omni-Man holds Mark's head through the train or through the subway or the bus. Yes. I don't remember what it was exactly. Holds his head and like his hands keep moving and they keep accidentally 
splitting people. Like, oh, that whole moment was just that was yeah. so insane. Was so well done. So I just well want to. I just want to say, like, there, uh, there's a lot. You know, obviously, you know, the like Omni Man. I think they built Omni Man to be a a great, you know, a great villain. Uh, but like, if you thought. And, and comic readers will know this. Like if you thought Omni-Man was uh, like a big threat, like there are even bigger ones waiting in the wings kind of thing. That, like, I, I'm excited for them yeah. to, to get to, uh, to see where, uh, to see where it goes. Basically. Nice. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm really excited. I'm really this excited shows, about where it's going. This show's my favorite at this point. In, in 2021, I get, I get it. We're not even halfway, so there's plenty right. of room to bring in other things. It's my favorite superhero show of the year. Like it's Ooh, not even close. wow, it's not, even, not even close. Like it's wow. this is the show I would take a new season tomorrow, and if it was all on Netflix, I'd binge. That Should one. we go around and say what <laughs> which show? Because mine would be definitely be Wandavision for yeah. sure. <laughs> Give me more seasons. I don't know what Wandavision. Jim, Jim what is yours. Uh, but for for the year so far, so far yeah. So far. Oh man, you know what? Uh, <laughs> we get the sound. Uh, it, may, it may still be. It may, it may still be one division. Yeah, still be one division for Team me. One division. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Right now, I still, I really, really enjoyed that. I actually went, I went back and rewatched it, and I think the show does have rewatchability. Um, and so uh, I would say, say that. For sure. Yes, uh, Dan, or sorry, not Dan. Uh, yes, ice cold. I easy. It's not not even close. And that's and that's considering take off the first two episodes because those things almost serve no purpose. So take those off, and even that like streamlined show, I'll take Invincible any day of the week. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, Invincible was amazing. And yeah. honestly, I feel like I mean, I know Kopi's not here, but another show, obviously, I'm just going to move this forward onto our next topic. Another big show worth a huge mention because it has been Star Wars Day has been Bad Batch. They dropped that yesterday. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? What were your thoughts? I was like, going to say, were you going to say, were you going to say that was potentially one of your favorite things or uh, Bad Batch? Yeah. Yes, I can't believe how much I love this show. Really? Um, so, so did you watch Clone Wars before no, coming into this? No, I did okay. not. But now I'm starting it and I'm really, really excited about it. I only had like one qualm, which I don't even think I should go there because it was something very small and me just being no, overly critical. Yeah, do it. The voice of the kid Jedi in the beginning was so freaking weird. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like he was a grown 40 year old man and i just they kept calling him kid they're like kid hey kid hey kid and he's like what's up <laughs> he's just like it's a really manly voice that is my only qualm but i was so excited about the animation i followed the story very easily um i felt like they explained the clone wars and 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 where everything was i obviously don't have a ton of knowledge in star wars but i'm definitely not inexperienced. I, I, I know a little bit of the lore and the backstory. Um, and I cannot believe how much I enjoyed this either. I was just really, really shocked and excited to experience the show. I'm yeah. pumped. So what did you guys uh, think about it? Yeah, you know, there was a, a question in the chat from, uh, you know, Dan, uh, Dan, you the pug. And, you know, what the question is like, do you have to watch rebels and clone wars before bad batch? And, um, you know, this is always, the answer, the answer is no. I, I, I don't think, I don't think you do, right? Janelle just proved that that you can still enjoy yeah. <laughs> it and, and be able and be able to go back. I think anyone who ever feels like you that you are on the fence 
of starting a new show or starting a new comic book series or whatever. Like, you know, we are at a point now where almost all of our geek entertainment does not have a starting point, right? Like, or yep. it's either in the middle of something or whatever, like where we're so far past that. And I would just say, and I, like I always say, jump in. And if you enjoy it, if you enjoy it, like you don't even have to work backwards yet. Watch yeah. this for what it is. I think I think Bad Batch had a great, you know, feature length style, uh, you know, uh, intro uh, for for what the show is, what you can expect. Watch another week. If you are if you're not sold by then, which I think you will be, then, you know, in whatever free time you may have work backwards because because it will only enhance your experience. It will right. not take away from your experience not having watched it like there is. The only thing you really need to know about the Bad Batch is that it is a group that is introduced, uh, you know, in in Clone Wars. Uh, but that's really, you know, that's all that's all you really need to know. Right. Like if you have a, a working understanding on what the you know, what the Clone Wars were, uh, you know, and, and that there, you know, that there was this period um, in between. Uh, that you know that got covered, obviously, through the show. That's all you need to know. And then just go backwards and then enjoy even, it. I, think- I would even say that. You don't. I, I think they actually do a really good job here of getting yeah. you up to speed because they even do yes. the aftermath thing of like, here's yeah. where we left off, and it's like old school Batman '66 style, which I actually kind of kind of with over the top narration. Um, and me and Janelle talked about this right, where like it's the it's the property's job to fill you in. Everything yes. is someone's possible entry into a franchise. Right. So if they don't take you into consideration, peace. Like yeah. <laughs> watch it if if it doesn't grab you and they don't do enough to explain it. Yes, you can go read supplemental material, but that's their fault. Like they they should uh, account for that. So yeah, I, I think this actually did a really good job. I, I'm gonna admit, I did go in kind of like, oh my god, like it's another Order sixty six thing. I mean, between the games, the comics, the movies, the shows, that has been so covered. Right. In so many ways and so many like, hey, did you know that this guy was operating on this side of the galaxy? Like there's all these holes being filled all the time. <laughs> so you never know what's really real. Um, but I think they quickly move from like they, they took an interesting angle on that as far as like doing having it be from someone's perspective of like, well, we work with them, but like all of this is happening on the fly and we're on the other side and typically is from the Jedi side. It's mm-hmm. typically from the Republic side. In this case, it's these kind of, you know, these outliers who work for the Republic, but like there's even dissension amongst them of like, you yeah. know, where they sh- whether or not they should go with it, with the order or defy it. So that is interesting. I think overall though, the personalities of the team are what make it, worth it i mean those guys as a group are great so look i i enjoyed uh i enjoyed this uh uh, a bit but i think you know even kind of like like what you just said before right like do we need another another show uh, this is what happens when i drop off really no 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 (laughs) we just had a great conversation but now when when my internet goes out but like it's a, it's a, like, do we need another, you know, story, exp- uh, you know, sur- around the time of what happened yes. in Order 66? This I mean, is yeah. like, I mean, this is sure. like the prime flashback era of Star Wars. <laughs> we don't right need it. Yes, we, you do. It's let great. Me just say, it because, let me just say, the Batch is great no, because yeah, okay. the reign of the Empire era, which is like the, the, they've redone the Star Wars timeline. So now there's this yeah. whole reign of the Empire. That's when the Empire kind of was getting, we're getting the details of how it rose how it solidified power before long before, you know, the rebellion started in rebels and star Wars rebels. Um, and there, and there is like a whole lifetime period of that, like 30, you know, decades of it. And it's interesting to go into that period in films like solo 
Now the batch and explore this universe from characters who are not on either side, who are morally gray, right? Like solo in that I whole literally just thing. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just said that. You're right all the time. With me. I heard I Jim. I heard Jim stuff in the Bad Batch are one of the most interesting <laughs> because they're not connected to the underworld. They're not connected to anything. They're just free floating. So I think it is a necessary Star Wars chapter because it's actually something we haven't really explored. Well, that's our sticking point. But like, but like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want like an. I mean, I, I guess, I guess there, there's going to be stuff coming with High Republic, right? And we're going to get some some stuff potentially in in that era. But um, but I think the other thing too is uh, like you wouldn't want like a show set in like the old Republic era or or just like something wildly different off the the you know exploring a part of the timeline that we just haven't you know gotten a ton of outside of like maybe games or uh, you know EU books. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, we did a whole episode on the High Republic. I dropped, I dropped out for a second. I literally don't know. Oh, okay. we, a, we did no. a whole episode on the High Republic, though, and Kofi was super excited. No, and lots of things like, like, and and like, I, I imagine that stuff is coming, right? Because they still have to lay a bunch of groundwork down. But like, there's already groundwork for like old Republic stuff that is still, uh, like, still incredibly awesome ground to cover with with incredible characters and whatever that i would love to to see to see more of but like again I, look new star wars stuff is is stuff to get is our new star wars content is a, stuff to get excited about i just uh would like to start exploring things that are not so tied to the main trilogy timeline that we have been circling for for a while um at least in animation Right. Like I, it's, I mean, I think they're doing a good job. I think we can, I want new stuff too. I want High Republic to get an animated series or just a series of the acolytes coming, but that's the end of the High Republic. It's not really connected to it, as Kevin Scott told us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I want High Republic stuff. I want Old Republic stuff, but I do like kind of going and filling in these blanks of like, specifically this time period. And I like the comics that kind of are filling in. Like Dr. Afra's awesome and fills yep. in oh, so sure. much stuff from the original trilogy. That makes me so like, happy. you know, the Battle of Hoth and how they found like all that stuff. Um the Darth Vader comic is great and showing just, you know, what his relationship with Sidious was and how crazy abusive and nasty and all this stuff that led to Return of the Jedi. I think these things are interesting when done right. Let's just put the pin on that. Not fan service, but like when done correctly and telling deeper stories. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. And, and the bad and I think what Matt said is correct, because I did hear that part. It's the Bad Batch characters who are like really just good and their drama and that shootout in the first episode was was powerful because this was a unit and one of their brothers goes rogue. And, you know, that shootout and that tense moment before they all start firing is is there was actual emotional depth to that. Yeah. Plus, now I want to know what what's up with Omega and where she factors in, because, you know, Star Wars is setting something up. She's just a kid now. So, like, where does this kid end up? <laughs> this enhanced clone? And like, what is she going to be doing? Okay. You know, it's something. So that's, that's I've cool got, stuff. I've got one other la- I have one other last question before I know we got to jump to comics. But like, Kofi, you know, you being the, the Star Wars expert, uh, do you do you anticipate this filling in any holes that are then going to be felt elsewhere phrasing but yeah i know um, okay, but yeah yeah <laughs> but like but like immediately elsewhere right like you know like whether think, it, whether it is in live action or 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 whatnot but like 
I will think, we feel this anywhere else? I think this is opening the door to something because we don't know what happened to the Bad Batch, right? That's true. Or any of these enhanced clone, and including Omega. And so Star Wars builds these things and starts these stories to do more stuff now. Like nothing is done without like a whole franchise plan. So like will Mega show up in season three of The Mandalorian? Like, you know, you know, what is going on here? Um, all this kind of stuff and what happened to the Bad Batch and what did they do? There's a lot of ways to kind of tie that into interesting things to come. So uh, I would love to see that kind of take place and see where this thing. And, and the thing I like about this, I have no idea where this is going. So, and that's kind of fresh and and exciting for this. So, but I would like to see, I don't want to take this journey for just a self-contained reason. I want to see it lead to something bigger. And this idea of the enhanced clones is interesting to me. Yeah. Quick shout out to half send Josh on the, uh, I think that's a great casting choice. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. I would, I would love that. I love that's like one of my favorite comics right now. So yeah, but, uh, that's star Wars, the badge batch. Um, I mean, they did deliver a feature-length premiere, so we got something something good out of that. But um, yeah, all right, Matt. Speaking of comics, what else we got this week in comics? While I'm still, you know, internet. <laughs> well, we don't have any Star Wars. Well, actually, we do. There is a, a new Star Wars series that started. Uh, I think it's Bounty, the, Bounty yeah, Hunters, 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 which looks yeah. which looks freaking amazing. It's just yeah. a one shot, and I'm going to shout it out really quick. But it's Steve McNiven art and. Good. I wish that dude could keep up with a regular monthly schedule. I thought that book looked so good. Yeah, it's so it's good. awesome. So if you do want to check out something new, Star Wars today, you, you definitely can. Uh, and while we're on the subject of artists that struggle with a monthly uh, output, uh, I'm going to move over to Heroes Reborn because... Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis, we've been talking about this series. Of course, it references the weirdest pairing. It, well, see, I'm used to I'm OK with this because they've been on Avengers together yeah. for a little oh, bit. And, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that um, they, they and, kicked uh, off. Uh, they kicked off Aaron's run, I think. Yeah. Right? And a lot of this book very much like extends from I Avengers. So like if you haven't been reading Avengers and like that was my Blades question to team, you. Yeah, yeah, I know that Blades on team. But was this out of the Phoenix stuff? Like where, where did this, this is? Part, I mean, the part it's a that. weird gray area because <laughs> like right now, right? The last thing in Avengers is Mark. that like. Blade is a sheriff kind of now of Dracula's uh, area and like there's Echo is the new Phoenix and things like that. But but here it doesn't really touch on any. You don't really need to have kept up with the last four or five issues of Avengers to start here. Um, I will say if you read the initial arcs, you'll probably be a little more filled in. But yeah, like the, the only thing you need, you know, coming into this is that something has happened. The flashpoint. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Avengers are Angel not quite. Age of it's, it's, this is this is <laughs> this is the Avengers version of Age of Apocalypse. It's one of the all, ninety alternate reality. Well, I say line. it's more like Flashpoint because it's not like the world's a hellscape. Like it's not all bad. Right. It's just an altered hero kind yeah. of status quo, right? So to set the so to set the stage, right? Because most people know of the series, and when we talked to to Jason about the series, he was kind of like, aside from the title, this really has nothing to do with. Heroes Reborn, which is infamous for a whole Oh, yeah, please reasons. do never drag that up. Never right. drag that up. <laughs> but he was like, it's really just the name, right? Which is like, okay. So we, we're going from there. Uh, it's essentially uh, I, the, the impression I got from here was that this is his way. And we I think when we had Jamie Lovett, he also kind of brought this up. This is really JLA versus Avengers setting up in the long haul because the Squadron Supreme are essentially Marvel's version of Justice League. Yeah. And we're going to start to put the Avengers together over the course of whatever, right? And like Blade is Bishop 
in this age of apocalypse tale. So he's the only yeah. one that knows how the previous world was supposed to be. And I, what I do love about by the end of this issue, we actually get some forward movement on like the pullback of the curtain here, right? We see some mm-hmm. interesting stuff about the Coulson thing. We see yeah. some things about Thor and Cap. So like we're already starting to move in that direction, which I'd like. I like. I don't need three issues of setup of this world and then go go where we know you're already going. So that is what I'm actually glad that the pace is kept. I wouldn't say this is, I will say it's gorgeous. McGinnis draws some amazing stuff here. I'm hard um, on McGinnis, but this was actually not bad. That's was pretty good. But I, I wasn't floored. I, I'm not going to, like, it wasn't anything that I wasn't expecting. And so I think that's my biggest nitpick with it is that it didn't really shock me in any way. I, I was think that's intrigued. Okay. And, yeah. like, I'm going to be an issue, too. But I like you, I wasn't floored. I think the biggest thing for this book was that they have Blade as the protagonist because um, he was a great guy to like a crazy world and, and all this new stuff. Yeah. And the characterizations are interesting, like the Squadron Supreme and kind of using them and really leaning into the DC-ness of it all. Like Nighthawk is Batman and doing that whole thing. And that was really kind of interesting. And just seeing how this world is constituted and different was interesting but like yeah there needs to be a better kind of hook to this i think like we need to see some kind of antagonist like yeah yeah. something better well but i think that's it right like i think this um this suffers a little bit from first uh you know first issue setup right like and Mm -hmm. i think you know there was a lot of hype and whatever around this and but like i think i i enjoyed it uh and i enjoyed it enough in the sense that like okay i'm here for the core book do I need to read? Do I do I have any interest in reading the spinouts? Absolutely not. Which there are a lot. <laughs> Wait, there's there spinouts to this? <laughs> this is this. Oh, they're treating this exactly like like, like Age of Apocalypse. Right? It, it's going to have like all of the, the varied. The you know, there's new teams. You know, the heroes or whatever. Like there, uh, there's a, a lot a lot going on here. But uh, look, I can't go wrong with Ed McGinnis art. I freaking freaking love that stuff. It's fresh and clean. Um, the other thing is uh, is that like like I said. This has intrigued me more uh, as an Avenger story uh, since, and like oh, the bi- obvious bias here, but like since the Age of Conchu arc in yeah. Avengers, like I do not care, I did not care about that Phoenix, the the Phoenix stuff that was that was going on. I love the idea that like this is picking up a thread, including Coulson, that's from way back in the Avengers run. So like like I said, you can start here uh, in Heroes of Born. If you have questions about like the Coulson of it all, there's plenty of stuff for you to kind of go back and. Uh, and check out but uh, I, you but gotta stop bringing outcast into this mess there's a lot but there, there's a lot here to kind of chew on that like i think jason aaron is much better at telling that contained story in uh you know in however many issues this is than i think anyone else is for a story you know kind of at this level of complexity uh but i'm i'm curious to to see what happened like what happened to the avengers and why is colson like is colson going to become a a major villain in, you know, in the Marvel universe. And if that's the case, then like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, there are some interesting things at play. Janelle, what'd you think? I I feel like you guys just said it perfectly. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I feel excited about seeing blade (laughs) because I haven't really read a blade, um, comic yet. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's like, a huge comic book moment for me, but it's definitely something I'm going to continue on with and check out and see. I mean, it doesn't intrigue me the way like King and Black did, 
right. you know, with crossovers and other things. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, I am. Where are the Avengers? I want to know what's going on. Well, I think part of part of it, too, is right. It has a fairly predictable ending. Right. Like, you know, inevitably the world is going to go back to normal. And right. so, like, unless there is something super ground breaking <laughs> in, in a change. Yeah. Like what it like. Thanos has rings that? now. Yeah. Right. Well, that's actually been one of my biggest things. And then we'll, we'll move on uh, to another book. But like, this has actually been one of my biggest nitpicks with Aaron's Avengers run, as opposed to his Thor run, is that a lot of the Avengers stories do kind of end in a predictable way. They present interesting hooks for like future content. And Aaron's really good about picking up old threads and yeah repurposing them and, and and giving them new life. But at the same time, if you take the individual stories, like even age, pretty predictable in how it ended. Um, yeah. You know, same way with the Phoenix. Like, yes, you didn't necessarily know who was going to be the Phoenix, but just how everything kind of played out. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of did. Yeah. So, so far it hasn't had the same impact to me as like his Thor run, which yeah. constantly kind of played on your expectations and shifted it and, and was continuously spinning into really interesting, fresh ideas. Whereas well, here, and that's where, that's where I feel like a missed opportunity at the end of that Conchu run obviously was like, start, like start Moon Knight then like, don't start like, right. you know, don't wait months to start, you know, a new Moon Knight book, start it right. then you're still going to have, you know, a Moon Knight trade out in time, you know, plenty of Moon Knight trades out in time for when the Disney plus series right. comes out. Right. But like, you know, if it's going to pick up threads from there anyway, then, then, you know, then, then yeah. go there. Same thing with the Phoenix, right? Like when that story ended, like start a book out from that. Uh, yeah. as you know, uh, that, that goes from there. And so it's just, you know, it, yeah, we get, we it's, get whatever, but let's, let's talk up about like I will say that Moon Knight series looks fun. Wait, so yeah. let's move uh, on. Hold on. Before we move on, I just want to say the thing that I'm kind of not liking about these Aaron runs in Age of Conchu and now this is like, they're overusing this trope of like changing the entire world when it could be much smaller and contained. And Age of Conchu, he like took over Earth and it didn't feel like anything. Right. It felt like that had no yeah. stakes or lasting impact on anything. Although, like that would have been a cool event. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, that would have been a cool event book potentially. Like, yeah. Well, Living it makes under- sense, right? That like Heroes Reborn was originally going to be. It feels. It feels like it, it was, was always going to be. It was just going to be an arc of Avengers, right? And so, and it out. unless yeah. Aaron pays that off down the line of like, hey, I've been playing with reality this whole time, and here's the ramifications of that, and something comes into play to contextualize all those. Like Kofi said, it will just feel like there's no stakes. There's never any tension of well, it's always going to revert back. So, so why do that? Um, you know, and, and like that upcoming Moon Knight series is again, delves into a very personal tale, contextualizing the big events that has happened and then spinning out a very character centric story. At least that's what we expect. So that's right. the stuff that I feel like is missing from this. It it's, does all the setup for you, but never really runs with the smaller stories that can like give it its heartbeat. But I digress. So let's get into Fortnite DC, which uh, <laughs> I, I never, uh, so for those who uh, aren't familiar, uh, I imagine most people are. Batman Fortnite uh, is a tie-in series, a crossover series that uh, I know from personal experience and going to a comic store that like is selling out everywhere. People can't find one. People are like eBaying these things. One, because they come with codes for the actual for, game, for, for in-game skins. content. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then two, it just seems to be 
really popular. Awesome. It's right. also awesome. It's like yeah. unexpectedly awesome. It's really good. I this book like, has no excuse to be. It's been in good. my comic queue for like a month since issue one. I was like, man, I'm I got so much other stuff to read. I'm not I'm not reading this, but I never deleted it because I was like, I'm curious, but I just would I'd always play something over it. Then I sat down and read issue one for this to get ready for the show, and I was like, this is awesome. And I like jumped right into issue two. Who knew that, like, after all this Joker <laughs> war crap and everything we've been through, like, one of the most awesome Batman stories I would read would be Batman freaking Fortnite. Because I was like, because yep. the question is, how do you put Batman together in a Fortnite game? And yet they make this awesome Lost style kind of um, Edge of Tomorrow style yeah. tale where they take everything from the video game and, and turn it into Batman just dying and re- being reborn and having to get out of a Fortnite game. And yeah. it's awesome. Christos Gage, man, that, that some, is, is some really good work here. I will say, so I know that he's great. Jim, he's great at stuff like, this yes, too, he so. is. Uh, yeah. You should check out some of his stuff on the Buffy books too. Cause it's excellent. But um, I will say, I know Janelle is not a Fortnite fan. So did <laughs> this win you over? Uh, I don't think this Just book wins anyone over. Of the world, because going but, into it, I imagine you didn't have high expectations. So I was really going into it. I was really hopeful that it just happened to have the same name as the video game. <laughs> I, I like did not realize that it was actually going to be part of the entire storyline. I'm. I just had no idea what I was getting into. <sighs> okay, um, I thought. They did a spectacular job because obviously like the idea of the storm and what Fortnite is about is very hard. I, I, I didn't understand how they would do that. I will say they did a brilliant job, but as someone who just cannot stand that video game, it was hard for me to just get too into it. Every time I'd find myself getting wrapped up in the story, I'd go, but it's about Fortnite. Like I would just get so annoyed. Fortnite has a surprisingly large amount of of ongoing continuity. That really really is being underserved here because there, because this book, this series has done two things for me. One, I love that this book is basically doing live, die, repeat, uh, yeah. you know, like it, with Batman, uh, you know, almost at the same level as, as that movie did, because I, I freaking love that movie. So that concept is, is phenomenal. I also love seeing places that like, I know I've been at in the game, right? Like there, it opens and there's that bridge. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the if woods, they were doing like, Mario Kart, oh, Batman, man, I'd be excited. Uh, I've been there and Batman's there, but also too, how have we not gotten a licensed Fortnite book that takes place like in continuity that's telling the story, you know, of the stuff that's going on, uh, you know, during during these the seasons, right? Like that. There's there's a lot there that that I think uh, really got like has me way more excited to want to check out than I ever yeah. than I ever thought. You're totally number, right. I am. It, I'm very surprised, but I I really liked the book. I still don't like the game, and the <laughs> only thing going against it for me was that like I just every time I started to get too into it, I was like, oh crap, this is about that game that I don't like. But I, other than that, great job. I, I think. I mean, personally for you, I get what that happened, but I, I think the book does a good job of not making you know it right. too yeah, it's not overly the emphasis right. isn't too much yeah. on it. Yeah, it's much more of a Batman 
Batman story it could be him and Catwoman, yeah, yeah, and Catwoman, any kind of, and it's a good Batman Catwoman story. It's a detective story. That's what I was gonna say. This is actually the most <laughs> this detective, is world's detective. greatest detective style Batman yeah. we've seen. <laughs> yeah, even more yeah. so than Tom Taylor's like detective, but which was really good and leaned into that. But this is by far. I haven't seen this since like. Good lord, this is like silver age. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Carving coordinates into himself, right? Like, yeah. The batarang with the message and with like the notes. So good. It's yeah. so good. This and is what we wanted our night. Fortnite now. God. And there's even like a fun Harley Quinn character yeah. for this. Love like, yeah. Who just yeah. loves being in this and doesn't care what's going on. Yeah. Like, but even like there, there's like moments in the thing where like, right, like when the when the like, the storm starts coming in and Batman references the sound, we all know what the like, people who play the game, we all yeah. know what that sound is. Right. And so it's just it's a it's a really cool kind of immersive experience knowing you know cosmetics stuff aside right like this is the cheapest you're gonna get licensed cosmetics if you buy the comic you know from off the rack at the store because like you know to get the you know the, the first issue had a harley quinn skin in the store that thing's gonna be like 12 bucks but you know when it, you know, whatever that amount is in v bucks you can pick up this issue for six yeah, yeah that's also a skin basically that jim would know this more more than me because you're a more avid player for i've just returned to the fortnite roost yeah. <laughs> but oh, like um you're the skins so the Batman skin in the book, is that the one that is also available in the game? That's the one that they are going to make. That's the one they're going to make available in the store. There okay. is another Batman skin that if you collect all seven uh, codes, um, you will get you will get a bonus Batman skin for. Free. I think it, like it's awesome. genius making the skin like having the skin be the costume he's wearing in the story. Yep. Be the one you get in the game, I think is flipping yeah. brilliant. Like, I think that's. I mean, I, I've been doing this for now like 12 years. And ever since I started in the 2010s, there's been this dream of like the ultimate multimedia platform mm -hmm. kind of thing you could do. And I wouldn't be surprised if oh, some God. kind of animated movie or something like this is. Is it Fortnite? Is the next step. And yeah, something you can watch in Fortnite. Like, you know, this is just oh, like. Oh, yeah. We are Absolutely. going through the looking glass like now, that's it, and, and that's it a, works. That's the like, whole purpose of Party Royale, right? Yeah. To like go to go sit and watch uh, stuff, or like you know, you have that Star Wars event that they had. Uh, was yeah. it Bennett trailer? Ago? Travis like, Scott concert? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're they're actually taking this game and doing something, this multimedia thing and licensing thing, better than just about anybody has done it. Like, yeah. And now, yeah. like, yeah, you're buying comics to get skins that you're going to become the comic character in the game, which attracts people to both the comic mm -hmm. and the game. And it makes it actually kind of an awesome experience. It's working, know, man. Yeah, it's, it's working. working. I, I Look, was in a I'm store go. and they literally like people come in and it's like, do you have the Fortnite comic? And they're yeah. like, oh, man, we're, we're out. And they're like, oh, we already have one. We're just looking to pick up an extra <laughs> an extra copy. We have one reserved. I literally heard someone say we have one reserved at another location. We're traveling. They were out of town oh <laughs> coming into a comic store to look for this book that they already had. And then they already had reserved somewhere else. Like that's that that is a sign that your campaign is worth yeah. so, yeah. I know it's yeah. I know it's early and I know the Marvel integration was something completely different, but uh, it it's right it and I know it's early to say, but I think DC is going to pull off this partnership better than Marvel did. Oh yeah, I wow. think so. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Um, Marvel stuff. I mean, got people the like Marvel stuff. Marvel stuff got people got in into the Fortnite mm -hmm. stuff, right? right? 
This yep. is getting people across multiple platforms, like yep. yeah. into DC stuff. It's actually working to their benefit. Yep. Um, and so like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty nuts. I did not expect that. I thought Matt was crazy when he put that in there. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I was initially not Me going too. to. Oh, if then, you weren't going to, I was definitely going to bring it up. And then I, I read it, love it and was, and then I saw literally, like I read it and then I heard the buzz and then I literally like kept just seeing like people, the same reaction. It was literally like, what the hell is this? Why is this so good? was literally like the the thing that kept coming up it's like it has no business being that good but it is also kudos to gage for like actually i don't know if he's a fan or not of fortnite but you would not be able to tell if he wasn't because like that shows like uh there's an understanding of how the the mechanics they have a set of panels for just having harley quinn do that dance right oh that was great (laughs) that was awesome she's gone let's I do want I do want to call out the, the creative team here because Chris Dust Gage, like I said, like he is he is great at this. He wrote the Spider-Man game, right? Mm-hmm. So like he's you know, so he he knows this this world really well, you know, this side of the world really well. Uh Riley Brown man is has got some of the cleanest lines uh in the in, you know great in this art. business, and I don't think he has I don't think he gets projects. This is a huge project for him. So right. I'm glad he got it. But like, like main world DC or whatever at Marvel Litter, the dude does not get nearly enough bigger, uh, you know, bigger projects. And like, so I'm, I'm glad that he, that he got this because it, it looks great. It fits his style just perfectly. And so it's a, it's just, it's just really well done top notch. And I believe, um, what's, uh, Oh God, now I'm forgetting his name and now I feel awful, but like, I guess the co-creator of the game is also like credited with story, oh, with yes. story on this uh, mustard, um, uh, Donald yes. mustard, um, is, is in on this too. So, you know, it, it, all, makes, a difference. it makes a difference. Um, so before sure we does. move on to some other shout outs, so we're a couple other books this weekend. Ironically, what I'm going to point out is that uh, DC has been doing a lot of kind of new deluxe collections uh, of some of their more iconic stories. Um, and tower of Babel is like one of the newest ones. I think it actually came out last week. You did. Uh, if you are looking because like it's available, right. And if you are in the store for Batman Fortnite. uh, that is, I mean, that's one of my favorite stories uh, of mm-hmm. the like classic Justice League. And I actually never how read it, and now I'm reading it for the first time. Oh, oh man, yes, so good. good, so good. And I have it on the want, old phone over here. If you want a testament to just how how big a jerk Batman's <laughs> whole thing can be, sometimes if it's in the wrong hands, this is a perfect example. So yeah, I definitely would recommend that. Um, also, uh, Marauders number twenty. Uh, is in stores now. Um, that book is not necessary reading to any of the like Hellfire Gala stuff that's coming or any of that. Spe- How- speaking of, I literally, literally just got. To, I'll let you finish and then go. Actually, go ahead. Uh, so, but I will say we were talking about like how the Avengers run is kind of missing those smaller like some of that smaller personal stuff that like contextualizes the big epic things. And this book is like a perfect example of when you devote that time. And Marauders has done that time and time again. They they focus on the family aspects of the team and everything. This is all about Storm leaving the team. That's the whole issue. It's nothing. Like you could really just skip it and go, oh, hey, why isn't Storm around? They could explain it in an editor's note, right? But this whole issue is about that. And it's fantastic. But it's yeah. just this group of characters interacting, sharing memories. It's a clip show <laughs> in any other TV show. But it works so well. And again, that's a testament to the creative team and how they put that book together. Also, King Deadpool Volume 2 is out. Oh. I am bummed that this series got canceled, 
But the whole like second volume now, the whole series is in trade. You should totally check it out. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. It's like my favorite Deadpool in recent years. Speaking of Hellfire Gala, this literally just came in the mail for me. It looks like it is a. Oh, uh, is your inv- is that your invite? This, or this, your I handbook? believe this is my my invitation. So like kind of live uh, unboxing. Oh, we're doing yep, an, sure. a live unboxing. Sure is. Looks like I got a, a an invite. Uh, wow, that's awesome! Uh, I don't even know what that means. I know you showed everybody your address, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> Did I literally just show everyone my yeah, address? Yeah, you just talked. Hey, everybody! Okay. Oh, it's all right. Um, yeah, well, don't. Uh, that's on top of it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It just looks like uh, this is just uh, just just an invitation. Uh, it says so when cool. and where to be, and then basically a here are all the Hellfire Gala books. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh that's my gosh! Cool. Thank you. Live unboxing. Live unboxing. Uh, all right, comics. Okay, we're going to get out of here, but uh, we have some quick mentions at the end. I'm going to shout out. I went back to theaters for the first time this past week uh, to see Demon Slayer Mu- uh, Mugen Train, the Demon Slayer movie, which kind of fills the gap between season one and season two. Demon Slayer is like the biggest thing in anime manga right now, and the uh, movie didn't disappoint. It was glorious to see on the big screen and everything you love about Demon Slayer. I've read the whole manga since because I couldn't wait for season two, and this was a really awesome adaptation of it. it it has action it has some really deep messed up concepts in it and it it has some great battles and, and some great twists to it so i was glad to get back in theaters uh and check this one out demon slayer movie i know it'll be if you're still not comfortable going to theaters i know it'll be on home release pretty soon so you know sit tight it'll be coming uh but uh yeah that was a pretty great experience and for home viewing i also saw amazon's without remorse the new Ooh. michael b jordan tom clancy action Ooh. movie which was it was okay uh yeah. it, the writing wasn't that great <laughs> it was up there with it's like on par with that chris uh hemsworth movie that i already forget the name of um the Netflix movie he did. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when he was a troubled soldier. I was going to say Six Underground, but I think that's the Ryan Reynolds Netflix one. Yeah. So, um, so this <laughs> one. Extraction. Thank you. Extraction, yeah. Shout out to Amazon, though. This was the biggest one of those streaming like blockbuster movies. This felt like a real theatrical blockbuster movie. Without Remorse has some awesome action sequences in it. From plane crashes to shootouts to just hand-to-hand combat fights. Like a a room, a tri sniper ambush, like it, it's pretty good. And uh, of course, it's Michael B. Jordan. He does his thing. And was this one of those? One, was this a movie that they bought from Paramount? I think so. Don't ask me. That's a producer question. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. No, I'm just I think sure. it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's why it feels so big in scale. So that's yeah. I mean, it is really. If you're looking for something on streaming for your home theater system, it is a big movie. Um, story is just okay. It's not great on the espionage twists and what's really going on, but it has a good cast of characters. Uh, my girl from uh, Slim, from Queen and Slim, is in it as a major character. Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Bell's really good in it, um, and some other people that we've seen. I think the villain from Bad Boys for Life and stuff. So it's cool to check out, and it feels like a big film. So put that on your home theater and check that out if you're still at home. Uh, Janelle, I want to cut you off before you even say what you wrote. No, I, I was going to say Janelle, but <laughs> shout outs. I mean, I've just been watching like little like shows on Disney Plus. I've just kind of been flying through them. Like Marvel 616 is pretty cool or 616. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, That's really good. And um, yeah, I'm not nothing really notable. I've honestly just been reading more comics um, like the Marvel one that you sent me. 
Matt and just really enjoying oh, that's right. that. I said you Captain yeah, oh, shout Captain- out, shout out to Rich in the booth. Yes, Lauren London does repeat reappear on the screen since you know the tragic loss of Nipsey Hussle. She is in this movie, so uh, shout out to Rich if that's what you're looking for in this movie. Nice. Although it might not be what you're looking for in this movie. Just uh, yeah, <laughs> there's this there's a caveat there, but yes, yeah, she's in it. Very cool. Yeah. So just I, I read you know Captain Marvel, loving it, really enjoying it. Right, the um, Doctor Strange. It's so good, and yes, Doctor Strange so looks so hot in that one. <laughs> <laughs> they drew him hot. I was like, "Yes, thank you." That's amazing. <laughs> sometimes they draw him like not super attractive, and then sometimes the, you just you gotta find the right artist. And I really love him in this one. He's a good looking sorcerer, man. He sharp, is. Why <laughs> if you got it, man? That's all I'm saying. Just a uh, wizard without a hat. Uh, before COVID cuts me off, I I watched a reality show. <laughs> Yay! Are you about to talk the circle? I, no, I watched I love Big Shot circle. with Bethany Frankel. And no, we did a circle last what week. What is that so, even about? Okay, I don't so know. So it's essentially The Apprentice with Bethany because she's looking for like a VP of her thing. I missed all the real Housewives stuff. Like I've never actually yeah. watched one of those. I am hooked on this show. I will credit Asa because she actually got me hooked on it. I, I love this show. I need a little wow. reality. I'm gonna bring um, it back. I'm gonna bring it back to shit that uh, our audience probably cares about. If people are not watching, uh, if their people are not watching My Hero Academia, get on the train. Get on the train. Just do it because it is so good. So potty mouth today. So Jim. good. Yeah, My Hero rocks, man. That's awesome. Um, to Alex, I don't know about everybody else. Uh, I'm vaccinated. If you want to know, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got to Bethany Frankel or this talk, but yes, yes, I am. It's fun. You leave me. All right, all right, Kofi, send us home. Yeah. All right, yeah, that'll be the weird ending to this episode of Comic Book Nation. Uh, If you're ever looking to tune into the show ever again, we're here Wednesdays at noon. We are live on Twitch, Facebook, and on YouTube. If you missed the show, you can hop on over to uh, YouTube and rewatch right when the show is over. If you want to listen, we're on all the major podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can tell any smart home device. Fire up Comic Book Nation podcast, and it'll get it going for you. If you like the show, go on Apple podcast and leave us five stars that would be much appreciated if you want to talk to us we also have the at comic book nation twitter handle or you can talk to us individually i'm at kofi outlaw i'm at aguilar cb i am at janelle wheeler all right jim Viscardi. And if you like our podcast, you can also catch Jim uh, pretty regularly over on our Marvel podcast, uh, Phase Zero, and our Pokemon podcast, A Wild Pokemon Has Appeared. He just is kind of producing this whole thing, so you can catch him on those other podcasts. So you guys, you you save it for that podcast. Go get get Pokemon Snap. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Comic Book Nation. We'll see you next time. Peace. Deuces.